You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy, aka Murph, and I'm here to share with you interviews about biking experiences from bicyclists who have pedaled to amazing places within the United States. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore great destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these great adventures cyclists share, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, on the show today is Carol Anderson. Hey, Carol. Hello. How are you doing tonight? I am ready for the weekend. Yeah, me too. I am located in Iowa, and we are having our first major snowstorm. So I'm trying to decide, am I going to just you know, stay on the couch under a blanket, or am I going to go get the fat bike out and go play outside? <laughs> That's one thing I don't get to do here is uh, play in the snow too much on bikes. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it would be fun. Yeah, it is fun, but it's also really um, windy here. So I think so. I might, I don't know, we'll see how the night goes. <laughs> couch sounds good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, I wanted to have Carol on the podcast um, so that you can talk about uh, how you were able to pedal over 5,000 miles in 2019, which I just think is an amazing accomplishment. And I, I hope that you do too, Carol. Thank you. I do. It's still kind of weird because the miles just kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's just kind of one of those things. It's like I don't really think about, but sure. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. And I did a little math on that, and it ends up being if you were to literally ride your bike 365 days every single day, you'd have to ride 13 miles, which that in itself is amazing because I assume that you have a job and you have friends and family and you have social obligations. And I'm hoping that you sleep occasionally. So <laughs> how the heck 5,000 miles came to be is I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the show so that you can tell us about this experience and, you know, maybe some of the destinations that you rode to as, you know, getting to that goal. So um, how about we start with where you live now and what bicycling is like there? Okay. Um, so I am currently in Sacramento, California. Mm. And bicycling is actually pretty amazing here. We're a fairly flat area. Mm -hmm. So there's not many hills. So that that struggle isn't there. That excuse isn't there of like, it's too hilly. I can't do it because mm -hmm. it's all flat. But um, we also have the American River Bike Trail. Oh, okay. And that's about a 23 mile, I believe, approximately trail from... Um, it basically runs from one end of Sacramento all the way up to Folsom. And that gets a little bit hilly, but not too bad. Mm -hmm. And 20, so, 23 miles each way? Yeah. Oh, so that's a and nice, yeah. Yeah, it's completely um, traffic-free. All, all it is is bikes and people walking and jogging and stuff. So that's really nice. Mm -hmm. And is the, I'm not familiar with Sacramento as far as weather goes. Is it pretty much the same all year round? Right now, we're obviously in what we call our winter. So for the last month or two, I would say the average temperature has been about 50. Okay. It does freeze mm -hmm. at night and takes a while to warm up to 50. So morning rides are a little tough. Right. <laughs> and going out too late in the evening is tough. But, you know, the afternoons are still wonderful to ride in. Mm -hmm. um, the summertime, it gets really hot. Okay. So... 
sometimes over 100 degrees for several days straight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that gets a little tough, too. As long as you're riding, it's okay. It's when, you, like, when I have to commute home um, in traffic, mm-hmm. it kind of sucks. But. Sure, sure. You described the one trail that is, you know, pretty much uh, car-free and full of all kinds of people doing recreational things. But is there a general theme of, like, the biking culture there? Like, do you see a lot of racers or recreational people? Or, like, what is it like there? I would say it's a really good mix. Yeah. Um, I've got friends who bike commute. I've got friend. I've got a. Uh, there's a gal I know who actually uses her bike for her nanny mm. business, and it's just little short trips that she does. There's just fun rides. You know, they do bike party here, which is a huge once a month event. Mm. And then there's other groups that do like second Saturday rides. There's a lot of once you get into the community of the cyclists, mm-hmm. there's a lot of options. So there's pretty much something for everybody. Yeah, that's great. And do you have a couple of favorite places that you like to ride? I I like the trail. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mind riding in town. There's certain routes that I go that are safer than others. Mm -hmm. So I try to stick to those. I'm getting into mountain biking a little bit. So that's a new struggle. (laughs) Um, And then there's also in West Sacramento which is actually where I work, there's the um, deep water channel and there's some gravel like levee type paths up there. So that's really cool too. Oh yeah. sounds like you're getting into where there's no cars. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to dabble in mountain biking myself, which, you know, in Iowa, we don't really have mountains, but we do have a lot of like uh, elevation. So when you see a, like a tree trunk on the ground, like that's, that's terrifying to me. I got to work myself up to being able to jump over it. Yeah, no, I still get off and walk. (laughs) Yes, me too, me too. I'm definitely way beginner. (laughs) Well, okay, so let's talk about this. With over 5,000 miles logged in 2019, what is it that motivates you to want to get on your bike and ride it? For me, a lot of it is clearing my head. It's nice just to be out in the open Mm -hmm. and just ride, just not even think about, you know, the work day you had or the struggles that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. just go and ride. And and it's also exercise. So, yeah. you know, I try, I, I have a desk job, so it's nice to get out and actually be physical. Sure. Did you start your year out, like in January 2019, did you like write it down on a big piece of paper that said, I'm going to accomplish 5,000 miles this year? Nope. Ah. The year before, I had got, I had downloaded Strava in July, I think it was, and I had hit kind of a milestone in December. I was like, wow, if I could do that, maybe I could do a little bit more next year. Ah, yeah. But I hadn't started biking in um, 2018 until April. So I didn't know what my January, February, March, April was mm-hmm. going to be like last year. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really set any real goal as far as anything extravagant. Um, I think I started because I, I have Strava. So I think I started I put my little milestone thing at 3000. Okay. And then when the year started going along, and I was, you know, like, because it, it does a gauge, it's really cool. It kind of tells you like you figured out 13 point whatever miles a day. Mm-hmm. So it has a little ticker mark. So each day, 
it'll show you how much you, you know, how close you are to making that goal. Ah, so that's motivating in itself. Yeah. yeah. So once I saw that and I saw that my, I was on track to beat the goal I had originally set. Like I said, I think it was 3000. Mm-hmm. Then I, mo- I, I moved it out further. That's just kind of how it developed. Yeah. And then um, there's different groups that you join that are motivational. There's a jersey and bib short set that somebody was showing off that you can get if you make the 5,000 or you make 10,000 and you make 15,000. I mean, wow, crazy people. But (laughs) (laughs) so then I saw the 5,000 jersey and I'm like, you know, maybe I could do that. Yeah. So you could pre-order it. And I'm like, I'm not going to pre-order it (laughs) because I was going to jinx myself. I didn't feel like I could at that point. So I was like, no, I'm just going to wait. Finally, when I hit the 5,000, and then I had a bidding like 5,400, I think, at the end of the year. Oh, so, really? so you surpassed it by that many? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I actually hit 5,000, I think, in November. Oh, man. Congratulations. That's, yeah. that's really pretty cool. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. And did you have, uh, like, do you have a special bike or bikes that helped you get there to that goal? (laughs) Uh, that's, yeah, that's kind of a funny story too. Cause I started out in 2018 with one bike. Okay. Ended 2019 with seven bikes. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. I yeah. can't tell you how many people have that similar story. <laughs> yeah. So I do have, I do have favorites. My gravel bike is my favorite bike. Mm-hmm. I have it set up so it, I can ride on the road too. So I use it for commuting in the winter time. But it, for some reason, when I get on it, it just fits me mm-hmm. really well. Um, I have a road bike, and that one's great for commuting. I bought a used bike. I name all my bikes, so oh. I go. I'm trying not to say them by name, but <laughs> I bought a used bike that I paid like 175 bucks for, and that one ended up being one of my biggest commuter bikes last year. Oh wow, that's a quite it a deal. It has racks on it and the big bags and mm-hmm. stuff. So I didn't have to. I'm not a big fan of backpacks. I try to set my bike up so I don't need to carry a backpack mm-hmm. if I don't need to. It's it's always nice to like walk in to whatever wherever room your bike room or your garage and have to pick one of them like what should I ride today? Yeah, it's kind of fun. One of them is a show bike I bought at the Handmade Bike Show last year. Oh, I'm looking at it it's hanging in my living room wall. It's a wooden wooden handmade bike from Japan. Oh, beautiful. So, yeah. So that's my art piece. I have ridden it. I've entered it in the show, but it's not, a, it's definitely not a daily rider, but it's rideable. Like people ask me, do you ride it? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's nice to have uh, something you can pedal, but also doubles as artwork. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a bike hanging in my living room. Not as fancy as yours, but uh, people <laughs> are always asking me, like, do you ever get that down and ride it? I'm like, well, I could. But I don't. So yeah. <laughs> well, when you think of all the bike riding that you've done over the year, do you have like a, uh, how about a most fun ride, and then maybe a ride you'd like to forget? <laughs> <laughs> a ride I'd like to forget. I'll start with that one. Okay. Actually, my friend, I was talking to him about this podcast, and he goes, "You know which one you're going to say, right?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, probably." It was my one of my first mountain bike rides, and I was maybe a mile into it. And I was in tears. Uh Uh-oh. 
I was just, there was people on the path that were like, and I'm not very experienced, so I was nervous. And then people on the path, and I felt like I was in the way, and <laughs> it was not fun. And then by the end of it, I'm like, okay, I could do this This again. isn't bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a matter of pushing through it sometimes. Yeah. And having a good, encouraging partner definitely helps. Oh, yeah. And a lot you of... A lot of yeah. those mountain bike courses are single track, so you really yep. don't always have the option to turn around if you, even if you want to. No, and then and then if there is somebody on the path, there's not much room to go anywhere. Yeah, you're right. So, and yeah. then if you have, there was a lake on the one side, and the path goes, you know, the path like cut off. And I'm I put my left foot down usually, and we were going where the left foot would have been off the path. Oh, so it was just you know just in my it, a lot of it's in my head. That's what I find too. A lot of things I struggle with are just in my head. They're mm-hmm. nothing that's really bad. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, well, working through that. And like you said, you finished the ride and it ended up not being that bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How about a, a really fun ride that you find memorable? I, I I do so many rides that most of every time I'm on a bike, I have fun. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> a memorable one is I went to Mexico last year. Ooh. And I met up with a couple gals that I had known online for years, but I'd never met them. So I'm in Cozumel, and then one of the one of the gals' friends says, "You guys want to go on a bike ride?" And ah. I'm like, "Sure." So we went around the island. So Cozumel's an island, mm-hmm. and we went around like I would say half of it. It turned out to be like a twenty-some mile ride, I think. Oh wow! But then at the end. We had like a torrential downpour oh. <laughs> and we had to ride home in the rain and then the streets flooded. Oh, geez. So we were literally riding through like a foot of water. It was crazy. It was fun. It was memorable. I would do it again. Yeah. You know, it was just one of those experiences. It was just like, you know, of course, some of the, you know, floating in the water kind of stuff you don't really want to deal with. But yeah, it was just a, it was a fun day. And the fact so, that you were in Cozumel. I mean, you yeah. were, it was pretty fun in itself. Yeah, like, pretty, just exotic. Yeah. You know, like, just like out of the world kind of a thing. Sure, yeah. But then, you know, like so many things, like I got so many friends now that ride with me mm-hmm. that all of our rides turn fun, you know? Yeah, and I was just um, going to ask if you have like a riding posse, you know, a group of friends that maybe uh, you guys bike weekly or monthly yeah, we um we were in the summertime, we were starting to get a ride going on Monday nights where we would do a scavenger hunt. So it would be a themed ride. Mm. One of us would come up with an idea and we would try to ride to those places. So one of them was bridges. Oh, so because cool. we live right by the river, we would go to all the bridges in the area and take pictures by them and just kind of make it fun. Oh, that's a really, really fun idea. Yeah, and then we have murals, Sacramento. Um, I don't know. There's, I, I guess there's more cities that do that, but Sacramento has some amazing murals. Mm-hmm. It's fun to go and just take pictures at the murals. We did one that was statues of body parts. <laughs> so just because we, you know, in driving around, we see well, there's a head on a on a thing, sure, and there's yeah. you know a handshake thing. So we we went around and did pictures with the body parts. So. Ah. You probably don't even realize the miles are racking on as you're just like, oh, we we got to go find this one mural or we got to, there's yeah. another bridge over here. Yeah. 
So, and then, you know, you end it with a, a snack in a restaurant or sometimes we pack picnic mm-hmm. lunches and just find a park and go sit and have have a snack in the park. And I love it. Then head home. So, yeah, yeah. yeah those are fun. Um, like I said earlier, there's bike party here in Sacramento and they do, they do it in other big cities too. Um, East Bay bike party and San Jose bike party. And what's that all um, about? Where people go with the most crazy bikes sometimes they're you know the real drop bikes with the big ape hanger bars mm-hmm. and but everything almost every bike has lights on them oh like, okay like wheel lights and then along the frame and all kinds of crazy things you can do and it's basically it's it's a slow ride which mm-hmm. is not <laughs> not my forte <laughs> I'm not very fast but I don't bike slow very well <laughs> but um you know, just everybody has speakers and we play loud music and you basically take over the streets in, in downtown Sacramento. Oh, cool. So, and most um, people are very appreciative of it. So it makes it fun because you get people that come out of their houses and wave at you mm-hmm. and cars that wave and honk, mm-hmm. other cars that get angry. Sure. But <laughs> for the most part, um, it's very accepted. So the big group rides are fun. And then through the group rides is where I met a lot of my close friends now that, you know, do the littler rides together. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, any mishaps throughout the year? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I hit a tree. Oh, geez. Did it jump mm-hmm. out at you or it was uh, stationary? Yeah, it came out in the middle of the pathway all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. No, it was funny because we were driving. We were riding along the river. Um, but we were on our gravel bikes, so we were taking some of the, um, not the paved path, so off the path. And I had not been on the path before, and I was in front. I saw, you were talking about a log. There was a log on the path on the way to to the left. And then if I went to the right, it was getting kind of um, gnarly gravel and mm. then the river. So in my head, I'm thinking, which way do I go? Yeah. Which way do I go? I just didn't go. I didn't make a decision. I just hit the tree that was right in the center of the fort. Oh, no. <laughs> so I went down. It was like just instant splat. <laughs> I, I somehow got a monstrous bruise on my arm and whatever. My bike was fine. Yeah. I had about eight miles to go home. I made it home. Wow. So, but that was my biggest mishap. Well, to know that yeah. you're okay and your bike's okay, that's uh, that's a pretty good deal for hitting a tree. Yeah, and I was slightly embarrassed, so I didn't want to, you know, cause a scene. So I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and just literally got back on the bike, and and either either path that I would have chosen would have been miserable mm. because of the log and because of the water. So it was like, I really didn't have yeah choice. Yeah, well, I, you know, I think if I mean it was a split second decision, obviously, but I'd probably do a tree versus the water, my personally, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just stop. Yeah. And okay. Things a little better rather than stopping into the tree. But you know. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I would take that. I would take that choice. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so we are uh, actually recording this in mid January of 2020. Have you set any sort of goals for this year? Or are you going to kind of play it however it plays out? I don't know if I'm going to do so much a mileage goal. Yeah, I mean, I probably do. I probably in the back of my head have the 5,000 miles again in the back of my head. Uh-huh. But more so than that, I want to improve. Mm. You know, I want to be more confident in my mountain biking skills. Yeah. I want to be a little faster, a little stronger. Like I said, we don't have hills. 
and I won tickets to a ride, two entries into a into a ride in the end of May. Mm. There's three different options. Like, like distance? There's distance options. Oh. So there's like a hundred mile, I think, uh, which is a regular century ride is what they call them. Mm-hmm. Then there's the metric century, which is, I think this one's about 65 miles. Mm-hmm. And then there's a 40 mile. But the kicker is, is the hundred mile ride has like a 10,000 foot elevation gain. Ooh. I I don't do hills. I don't, I don't. <laughs> right. So I'm petrified. But I, so I won two entries. So I signed up for the century. Yeah. But before I did, I'm like, okay, if I don't want to do the century, can I dump down to one of the other ones? Sure. So I have the option. I think the the least one is about 40 some miles with about a 3000 elevation Mm. climb, which even for that, for me is going to be tough. That's a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of climb in that short of time. But, but that's my goal. That's one of my goals is to to do that ride. Wow. So, and then like I've done fundraiser rides. Mm Mm-hmm. Last year, I did the fundraiser for, I want to say it's Children's Cancer, the Great American Cancer Ride or something. It's like a whole month. I think mm-hmm. it's April mm-hmm. that you ride and you get pledges and you raise money for oh, okay for, for cancer. Sure. And the century ride that I did the prior year was, was the same thing for uh, local children. It was a children's fund thing of some kind. And you said so you, you I, did, I, did do a century ride? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that the year before. I okay. didn't do a whole century last year. Mm-hmm. I did more metric centuries. But yeah, those are my goals. Nothing huge, I don't think. Well, those are actually pretty huge. A century ride. <laughs> a century ride is, you know, I'm sure everyone knows that it is, you know, a century stands for a hundred, but it's a hundred miles in one day. It's like you don't take a week to do that. You literally bike it all at once. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, with a lot of stops in between. The way sure. I go. Yeah. A quick interruption to tell you this week's sponsor is Thirsty Pigs, a full-service mobile event company offering beer, wine, spirits, plus catering for any event. With over 18 years of experience, this team can do it all. Find out more at thirstypigs.com. Well, I'm guessing, back to this uh, 5,400 miles, that you probably ride outside year-round, or at least most of the year, but do you have like cutoffs, you know, like pouring down rain, or if it's too, too cold in the morning? Yeah, I I try, um, I kind of in my head, I have a little gauge. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if it's below 45, I don't really like to go out. Sure. But I will. Um, anything, I've gone out when it's been right below 40. Mm-hmm. And with the right gear, you can pretty much ride in anything. And you end up obviously heating up and getting decently warm. Mm-hmm. Um, my commute home the other day, I think it was like 46 and I was just wearing, you know, gloves and long pants and long sleeve shirt and a sweatshirt, I think. You do heat up pretty quick, though. Yeah. And the big thing for me is my ears mm. <laughs> and my hands and my toes. So yeah. I got some nice foot warmers for Christmas, the booties that cover the cycling shoes. Mm-hmm. So I got some of those and I have some good gloves. So that makes it tolerable. The rain is not so fun. I don't mind biking in the rain home from work. I really don't like biking in the rain to work because then you're kind of damp and cold all day. So those are are kind of my guidelines that I've been using. Okay. 
you know, when I talk to people who have their commuter bags on their bike, I always ask them if they have any sort of luxury items that they don't really need, but they still pack. But when you're on a bike ride, do you have special items that you always have? I mean, the basics, you know, the bike lock, the the pump, mm-hmm. the tubes, the patch kits, usually a beer or two. Oh, nice. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there's usually, there's usually a beer to be found in my bag. Sometimes it doesn't, doesn't get drank, you know, and then it's just extra weight that I'm carrying yeah. to train, training, training weight. There you go. Yeah, and I don't bike with headphones. I do have a speaker. So, you know, everybody gets to enjoy my music. (laughs) So I I enjoy the speaker. I I like the music, especially on long rides. Mm -hmm. It's very motivating for me to just get into a groove and just start going. Speaking of like just getting in a groove and being outside, you've mentioned a couple of the organized rides that you've been part of. Have you gone to any great places like outside of your home turf or your home state? When I travel, I try to take my bike with me. Oh. And then flying (laughs) not so much a priority it's like can I drive there then I'll go um so I went to I do a girls weekend with some high school friends so I drove to Palm Springs last year and took your bike my bike along yeah very cool they didn't ride but I just went for one morning and just went for a ride went to Southern California and rode to like the beach Mm. which was fun I mean that's you know that's out of my realm so anything I love traveling too so anything I'm doing that I can take my bike and go see new things. You see things so different on a bike. Oh, for sure. I yeah, so, completely agree with that. Yeah. And then I went, I, oh, yeah, I did go out of state. I moved my daughter to um, Oregon last year. And we took our bikes along and then drove home along the coast. Ooh. Biked along the Oregon coast one morning. We got up from the hotel and got up and went riding and just rode along the water. Oh. And the ocean. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. I get to go to Oregon later this year and also planning to take a bike. So yeah, I, I'm going to put that on my list to do right on coast. Yeah. And then we found a covered bridge, a, a place that's known for covered bridges in Oregon, um, mm. Eugene. So I'm going to plan a trip around that. Go see my daughter, obviously being the priority, but you know, right. <laughs> secondary. <laughs> I'll go By the way, I did bridges. bring my bike. <laughs> Well, do you have some uh, upcoming rides that you have planned, you know, whether it's social rides or organized rides? Yeah, there's a couple that we've signed up for so far this year. Um, the one is that Devil's Slide ride, the one that's either going to be the Century or the 40-mile one. Whichever. Oh, yeah. And is that um, in California? That's in California. It's actually, um, I, I'm thinking Bay Area, like South Bay, South oh, okay. San Francisco. That is coming up at the end of May. And then in April... I just signed us up for one that's going to be, it's between 40 and 60 miles, I think. No, mm-hmm. I think you signed us up for the metric century, which would be 62, 63 miles. Mm-hmm. It's organized by the Sacramento Bike Hikers, oh. which I'm not an official member of, but I kind of follow along with stuff they do. So does that mean it'll be off, uh, like on trails? No, it's actually um, it's actually in, in town kind of a thing it's it's hilly it's another i think it's a 3500 elevation type of climb mm-hmm. too yeah so that's another one i figure it's going to be a good training ride for me to figure out if i can do the devil slide ride yeah so yeah. and then um sex century is in the fall uh, i missed it this past year but i did it the year before and that's a fairly flat ride too so i might 
be able to just do that just kind of as long as I can keep up this year, I can just kind of sign up for it whenever. So and then besides that, just my, you know, commuting and fun time. Uh, When you're not biking, do you have other hobbies or cool stuff that you do? Uh, Yeah, I love hockey. So hockey. um, Yeah, I'm born and raised in Canada. So um, in BC. So Vancouver is my team. All right. And uh, I signed up for the NHL network this this year. So oh. <laughs> TV and hockey is pretty much a nightly staple here. Mm-hmm. We've been watching every game out there pretty much. Got bike trainers set up in my living room too. So I've been riding a little bit on the trainer, just getting used to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so hockey, I crochet. So, but that's more of a winter thing too. Mm-hmm. In the summer, I'm pretty much just out on my bike. That's pretty much what I do. I like breweries. A lot of times I'll do a destination ride to a brewery and have a beer and ride home. I was going to say, does that cool trail that you mentioned, does it have a few breweries that you can get to along the way? They're off the beaten path a little bit. You know, uh, the trails along the river, you usually have to go into the town to get them. So, mm-hmm. but there's a couple that are accessible from that. And then there's just some local ones here that are easy to bike to and fun to hang out at. So cool. Um, when you think about, it's not like you are on a mission to get to 5,000 miles, but it just happened because of how you live your life. Like you're just active enough. You, you know, have friends that also ride their bikes. So it just felt right. Yeah. I'm assuming because you, you haven't said anything like, oh my gosh. And then I was forced to ride my bike five miles or, you know, whatever. It, any advice that you'd give someone who thinks that they just, they can't ride thousands of miles. There's just no way. Uh, just, just start riding. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it sounds so simple, but when I first got my bike out on the trail, I went with my son and I think we went like five or six miles and I felt like I was going to die, you know, down five or six miles down the trail. So it turned out to be you know, a 12 mile ride, which is still decent, but it was work. Like <laughs> why, why do I want to do this? You know? Besides, I mean, I, I mean, I still enjoy biking, but why would I want to do a long distance? It was not even in, in not even in the cards. I had a coworker who biked to work. He would bike to work and then take his truck home, take his truck back to work, bike home. So he would he would commute like one way, so every other day kind of a thing. So he would either do the night or the morning or whatever. When I talked to him, I'm like, how far is it? He was like 15 miles. Because he lives a little ways away from me here. And I'm like, there's no way I could do that. And then one day I was out with some friends and I'm like, let's just try that and see what it is. And I did it and I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. So, <laughs> you know, it's a matter of just trying it and getting it. And like I said, a lot of my issues that I have with life in general are in my head. You know, it's the negative self-talk. It's the, you know, what, what are you thinking? You can't do that. Just kind of pushing past those things and and finding friends and people that want to do it with. Like I say, all my friends now, because I just moved to Sacramento a couple of years ago, um, and it's hard to get friends, to, you know, to meet new people. And um, my son's like, well, you want to meet them doing the things you like doing, so start riding your bike. Go join this bike club. Go do whatever. That's just kind of how it really started. And what a great uh, recommendation, because if you like biking and you want to meet people that bike, you do exactly what your son said. You do what you did, join, and now those people are your closest friends. Yeah, exactly. Just very therapeutic overall. 
Well, Carol, I want to thank you for being on the show. And I hope you realize that, I mean, there's not a lot of people that can say they ride their bike 5,000 miles in a year. So it's a pretty amazing accomplishment. And that's something that you should be like, I don't know, maybe you should be doing a cheer every night to say, guess what? (laughs) Yeah, I do have to remind myself of that sometimes. Because like I say, you know, it gets discouraging sometimes if you're trying to do something and it's not working or yeah, just digging back and getting getting the good stuff out. Like I said, you know, I appreciate you coming on to be on the podcast. Maybe we'll uh, we should connect next January, and then you'll be like, I did ten. I have the ten thousand mile jersey now, or who knows? Yeah, if I didn't have to work, that would be not a problem. Yeah. But you know, yeah, work. I hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Well, that's it for this week. If you have a moment, please go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the Morphology Podcast. Also, check out morphologypodcast.com to find all kinds of great info. And if you have a topic, email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Morphology. This quote comes from Bruce Lee. Instead of buying your children all the things you never had, you should teach them all the things you were never taught. Material wears out, but knowledge stays. Think about it.